Today on the Midweek Move, I'm going to be talking with my friend Mike here from the Philippines. Well, not really, but he's a missionary there, and he has a really cool story. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Move, the podcast's extension of The Healing Place, where we kind of examine the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and we talk about it, what it means to us in context, and the practical application. And we've been through a lot of really interesting shifts <clears throat> over the last several weeks with the Midweek Move. We've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people, and today I'm really excited because I'm talking with Mike Bailey, who is a missionary to the Philippines. And uh, I'm really excited to have you here on the show, Mike. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, our lead pastor's daughter, Lizzie, uh, served with you for how long was she in the Philippines with you, Mike? About a year. <clears throat> about a year. Mm-hmm. And she was an intern, and uh, she speaks very highly about you and your ministry over there called Hope for All Children. And um, I'm, I'm going to say this on the front end. You have a very great you, – you were born for this type of ministry you guys do there. When you minister, when you preach, you bring out this gentle authority that uh, children need. And uh, it's really a reflection of the heart of the Lord. And uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate everything you pour into the kids over there in the Philippines and into Liz. Uh, I had the opportunity to be Liz's kids pastor, her yeah. youth pastor. I'm a friend. Uh, I'm very proud of her. And I'm thankful to you for everything you've done. <clears throat> so but before we get into our main topic, uh, tell us about yourself. Where, um, how did you get to the Philippines? What is it you guys do there in the Philippines and all that good stuff? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> You know, most recently, we we went to the Philippines uh, almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and we went with four other families, and during that first five years, you know, we ministered a lot to the impoverished uh, population. We actually ministered in a garbage dump where 1,500-plus people lived and basically spent five to six years just ministering in that place. Right. We had a school of ministry, and we traveled as well, but we really focused on the work that was taking place among that community. And so the Lord had spoken to my wife and I to uh, pull away from the Philippines, and mm. we did. And we spent a couple years in the States and right. just really sought the Lord for the next step in uh, life and ministry. And sure. it was during that time that the Lord spoke to us, uh, just really revealed His heart for the orphan. It's mm-hmm. something that we had not really engaged in up to that point. Right. <clears throat> and... Uh, and so he really spoke to us about hope for all children and about the uh, just really engaging in a place that we already had uh, relationships with, and that, right. that being the Philippines. And so we went back there and and began the work of hope for all children. Awesome. Now, what is hope for all children? Is that just a, is it a, a sidewalk Sunday school type of thing, or just something more? I know it's something more. I'm a pro. <laughs> Give me the opportunity to tell people what exactly is it. What are you guys doing out there with these kids? Okay, there there are two <clears throat> main areas of ministry that's very active and that we've been engaged in for several years now. One of those is taking in children who have been orphaned. Right. And uh, the other area of ministry is we take in girls who have been rescued from trafficking Mm. situations. And so when we bring them in, when we bring in small children who have been orphaned, we uh, work with the government and we try to, you know, find the best solution for that individual child, whether it's restoration with Mm. an extended family member or whether it's uh, being um, available for adoption, you know, a possible adoption situation. Or whether it's staying right there with uh, with us at Hope for All Children, right, and uh, and allowing you know us to continue to care and, and raise them through their childhood years. That's awesome. Uh, I I had the opportunity to go and spend a few days with you guys there in the Philippines, and it's really quite amazing um, 
we uh, we we took a boat from Davao to the island where you guys are at, and uh, we're traveling through the jungle, and all of a sudden it's like this oasis on the mountain is uh, what you guys have, and it's this beautiful facility you guys have created that really is. It's uh, stepping into the uh, the campus, like you can feel God's presence there, and just the change that takes place there is amazing. And I'm really excited about um, you have, speaking to people right now because you uh, are on the back end of a major shift that took place on on the campus there. Uh, you guys were planning to come back stateside, and then uh, a world event happened, uh, COVID. Um, which surely nobody listening to this podcast has ever heard of. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you had to make a quick shift in your mm-hmm. ministry. Uh, what was those fir- first few weeks like for you at dealing with COVID and having to make that shift? Okay. Uh, you know, as, as everyone listening, you know, it, it, really, it really shook us, mm-hmm. you know, because it was something that we did not expect, something right. that we didn't plan for mm-hmm. um, and that we did not foresee. And so... You know, when it took place and we began to see all the changes that rapidly took place in the Philippines mm-hmm. in a nation that we did not expect rapid change to take place. Right. Um, you know, it's a third world country and they don't have uh, the online capabilities of America <laughs> and other, you know, westernized countries. However, you know, from the time that uh, the the country began to respond to the pandemic within a month, they had tracking ability, you know, within the country. That's crazy. And so they started issuing, you know, identification cards, QR codes, and you couldn't travel, you couldn't move around, you know, without permission, without uh, being able to um, verify, you know, the business that you needed to take care of in this place or that place. And so even traveling from the island to the city that's next to the island, um, you know, we, we for for weeks we were unable to go because mm. it w- just wasn't permitted. Right. And so yeah, it was it was difficult and it was strange. You know, uh, but during those uh, just initial moments and and even weeks, you know, we really sought the Lord. As Lord, as you mentioned, we were scheduled to leave and right. and, and wasn't supposed to be in the Philippines during that time, but. We really felt the Lord leading us to stay, mm-hmm. and uh, we just began to seek the Lord as to, Lord, what steps are we to take from this point forward? Right. So as you guys made those steps, what were those steps look like? How did you guys maintain the ministry in the midst of this literally ever-changing moment that was taking place? Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, the property that we have, uh, Hope for All Children, you know, it's in the middle of an island mm-hmm. that's about 17 miles wide and five miles, uh, you know, uh, in the middle. But... We, we had a property, and we had all the ability to, you know, to minister to those that God has entrusted to us, our children, mm-hmm. you know, those that labor with us, the young families that are a part of Hope for All Children there. And so we just began to intently, intensely mm-hmm. pour into the lives of those that the Lord entrusted to us. You know, right. it actually, you know, the situation with COVID, it removed all the other distractions. Oh, yeah. And it allowed us to, to really focus on what the Lord was setting before us. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we began a real intense just season of discipleship that right. turned out to be supernaturally amazing. That's awesome. What would that discipleship look like? Okay, we focused on three, you know, three main areas, and that was just really uh, ingraining the Word in our hearts and, and just establishing a place where the Word would just be a constant meditation. Mm. And so we began to memorize Scripture from the youngest of our children, you know, to the eldest, and, and the whole community, really. We just really began to dive into this place of mm-hmm. memorization, meditation of the Word, and 
And we also just really begin to have uh, intentional intercessory meetings. You know, right. so we we gather together more often to to pray and intercede. And and again, from the youngest of our children to the eldest, we're all a part of these meetings. Right. And then we, uh, in addition to that, we you know up to the point of uh, COVID. You know, we were a part of other fellowships, and we were a part of actually a church in the city. Right. Uh, but after COVID, that church actually had to close. Oh, wow. And we were, you know, not not planning to, but we were kind of forced to start our own, you know, meetings together and, yeah. and services. And so on Sundays, we would gather together and just, you know, we would pray, intercede, we'd worship the Lord. And, and that was the other area is just really worshiping the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and so out of those three places, the Lord just really began to establish the hearts of those in Hope for All Children like we had not seen in, in all the years present. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so awesome. All right, so you're in the midst of all this stuff. You're leading this this ministry. At the same time, you're almost starting out like almost a home church at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm reminded of Paul. Paul, you know, he was he was basically imprisoned for several years in one space, but he had to run a ministry. But also he had to maintain himself, his spiritual man, uh, uh, man as as Paul. You yourself, you you're running a ministry. You're a husband. You're a father. In fact, your son's here in the studio with us as we're recording this. How did you maintain yourself as as Mike? Not Mike the uh, the pastor. Not Mike the the missionary, the guy who runs the orphanage, but Mike, how do you maintain yourself in the middle of this very big shift that's taking place? Yeah, uh, you know, for me personally, and, and as well as my family, we just begin to draw more near to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, again, COVID in so many ways, it, it, it caused our lives to become uncomfortable, Yeah, you know, and, and, and there were so many things that had to change that we didn't foresee changing. Mm-hmm. But some of the wonderful things that came out of that season was that it really cut off things that could have possibly hindered us from mm. pressing into a deeper place of intimacy. And so instead of, you know, going to and from the property, we were there, you know, at Hope for All Children. And so we just, we, you know, Dallas, we just had more time. You know, <laughs> right. we had more time to read. We had more time to pray. We had more time to to give, which is all important, you know, in right. your in your relationship with the Lord. It's not just being filled up, but it's also having that avenue where you can give what you've received. That's so good. So it was taking advantage of what was been given to you. Yeah. That's really important. That's awesome. So let me ask you this, because COVID's happened, and we're on the back end of it, and now we're kind of moving forward. But everyone that's listening, they go through their own big shifts. Um, there are seasons in our lives, no matter what's taking place. We just have to, God's going to throw things at us. Not that he's trying to you know mess us up, but just life. And he gives us opportunities to adjust what advice would you give to anybody who's listening right now that's like, I'm in the middle of a big shift. My ministry is is changing. I feel like God told me something, and now it's shifting this direction. What's your advice for those people to be able to stay focused but also maintain their their spirit, man, as they walk this out? Yeah. You know, you know, my, my advice today is, uh, Dallas, is just really don't allow the pressures of this moment, you know, in whatever moment somebody may be in, to right. dictate their decision. You know, or to uh, to compel them to go in a direction that they don't really have peace with, or mm-hmm. that they're not really uh, sure. You know, that the Lord's ordaining their steps in that direction or this direction. Right. But really, take this moment and just pull away from all those pressures, all that, all that place of of uh, feeling, you know, responsibility to to make this decision or that decision or do this or do that, and just seek the Lord. Just draw near to Him. Just draw near to the Lord. Just find that place. Allow that that, that intimate place with the Lord to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. 
you know, discover it anew. Right. You know, and if it, and if it, if you've not really had a place of intimacy with the Lord, just know that He is beckoning. He's beckoning us. Mm. He's calling us to that place. That's the place that He longs for us to abide in. Right. Is that place of really. Uh, just living in his presence, that place of, uh, of intimacy with him. So let me ask you this, because we have these words, draw close to the Lord, lean into him, these things. What does that actually mean in a practical manner? Like if somebody was to go, hey, Mike, give me a step-by-step, step. what am I actually doing when I'm drawing near to the Lord? Mm -hmm. What does that look like in the life of a believer? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Dallas. And, and a lot of times we throw out these terms and expect everyone to, you know, just kind of go along with it and right. know, what, know what we're talking about. But you know, intimacy with the Lord looks a lot like intimacy in our relationships one with another. Mm. You know, without time being spent with someone, you're not really going to know them. Exactly. You know, you can communicate with somebody via text or via, you know, call or online. <laughs> but, you know, until you are with them face to face, until you can touch, until you can experience different aspects of communication with that individual, your intimacy with them is going to be very limited. Absolutely. You know, and so the more time that we spend one with another in a sincere way, Obviously, it deepens our love, it deepens our affection, it deepens our place of sincerity, right. you know, in, in our relationship. And the same is true with the Lord. And the way that we do that is by praying. Mm. The way that we do that is by spending time in the Word. The right. way that we do that is by worshiping. The way that we do that is by giving what we've received, right. having our mind stayed on the Lord. So good. So good. I want to encourage those of you guys who are listening right now, really take stock of what Mike just said. Um, but previously, when I asked you about how you maintain your, your spirit, man, you really just took advantage of what God already given you. Sometimes the things are thrown at us doesn't mean that we have extra time, but That's now right. it means we need to cherish what we have That's already right. and take advantage of it. It's so easy for us to get caught up with having to take care of everything else and not take care of ourselves. Yeah, um, I think I was having a conversation with Scott one day, and we we're talking about one of the most dangerous things that takes place in any ministry is when the pastor gets to the point where he's in the word so he can prepare to give it away rather than for himself. Yeah. Not taking care of the advantage of taking advantage of the time for himself. Yeah, that's right. And so I encourage those of you who are listening, maybe you've been stuck in a spot. Maybe you found yourself in a place where that's where you're at and you've been just go, 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 go. And God's shifting. You're just trying to keep up. Pause. Yeah. And take advantage of what God's given you for, even if it's just a few minutes there in the day and lean into them, these ways that Mike just gave you mm -hmm. pray, read the Bible, worship. If it's on the way to work, because <laughs> you're yeah. working three jobs mm -hmm. and doing ministry, crank up the radio and just worship on the highway. Yeah. Um, we want to encourage you guys to reach out to us, uh, media hub at thbstreetport.com and uh, let us know how we can pray with you, how we can encourage you. How has Mike's words encouraged you? Uh, Mike, how can people get hold of you? Uh, how can they uh, partner with, or uh, not with friends, <laughs> that's another group, but uh, Hope for All Children, how can they even serve uh, Hope for All Children? Okay, uh, you know, we have, we have a, a Facebook page, Hope for All Children. We also have a website, hopeforallchildren.org, and um, these are ways that people can stay connected, you know, and see uh, the just uh, the updates for the ministry, et cetera. Right. And it's also a point of uh, a prayer, you yeah. know, that you can really be a part in that place of prayer. And, and obviously people that partner with us in a financial way, obviously that enables us to do what we do in the Philippines. But we really appreciate people praying. We appreciate the, the financial partnership, but we also appreciate people coming to labor with us. In fact, you know, if, if someone asked me, Mike, if I could give, you know, uh, such and such amount of money or if I could take a trip, which would, you know, which would you rather me do? Mm -hmm. Hands down, I would rather you come. Right. Because I'd rather you see, you know, mm. I'd rather you experience what it is that the Lord's doing in the Philippines. And, right. uh, and from that point forward, you would be really connected to, you know, to the heart of the Father with what he's doing in the Philippines. And so 
uh, just that relational aspect means a whole lot more to me, you know, and, and people just really desiring to be a part of something that the Lord's doing. Yeah. You know, he always leads us in that place of relationship. Totally. So good. Well, guys, I encourage you guys to go check that out. There'll be links in the descriptions down below for you guys to be able to connect with them through their website and through their Facebook page. And uh, really be prayerful. I want to encourage those of you listening, um, be prayerful about partnering with Mike in the ministry that his family and him are are walking through together. And um, hey, again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Midweek Move. I hope it's encouraged and challenged you. Uh, check out our Facebook page, Midweek Move, on uh, Real Simple to Find Us. And uh, hey, until next time, have a great week. <laughs>